Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Pony, welcome to a very special episode of Netflix and Swill, your source for magical Netflix news, reviews, and booze, and friendship. Uh, I'm Caleb. <sighs> I I should have expected you would say something like that. <laughs> Some dumb shit. Considering that, you know, maybe three hours ago I messaged you, I'm like, here's the title of the episode. Uh, so everyone can read the title of the episode and know what I'm referencing and also understand that we're talking about My Little Pony at some fucking point. I just thrive on torturing you so much. It's true. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, we are Pokemon Masters. Uh, it's true. There's been nothing but Pokemon Legends Arceus at my house because it's actually really fun. It's pronounced Arcus. Uh, sure. That's not true. That's uh, fun. It's uh, it's pretty much exactly what I wanted from a Pokemon game. It's like Pokemon mashed up with like Monster Hunter. It's like you're just you're just out there. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's like a perfect blend of of a bunch of different things, but like. Yeah, so you just kind of like freely explore and huck pokeballs at shit and try to catch it. And uh, sometimes things will like fucking stab you with a giant horn or breathe yeah. fire on you. And then you just you just actually fucking die. Yeah, it's great. Uh, there are, of course, people again complaining about how the graphics look to which I say and comparing them to GameCube. And I say to those people, go play a GameCube game then. On the yeah. GameCube. Actually understand what you're saying before you say that, because these graphics are better than GameCube. That's that's true. Go play Billy Hatcher in the giant egg, you fucking cowards. Yeah, yeah there's a, a popular Twitch streamer who's like this game. Uh, there's no diversity. The, the graphics look like shit. They look like a GameCube game. And it's like, all right, well, you just clearly have no idea what you're talking about. So proud of you buddy good i'm glad <laughs> you're making a living making up shit yes yeah i'm having fun it's uh i'm actually surprised how much fun i'm having just running around like an idiot uh i i've been running around looking at things more than uh more than i've been doing the story which is nice because normally i just you know do the story complete the game and I'm like all right cool now i get to do the extra stuff now i'm savoring yeah. my time for once I'll I'll like stop and do the main story stuff whenever I run out of side quests that I'm able to do in the current area I'm in. So right, but yeah, it's fun. I uh, I just caught a Carnivine, which is like a a Venus flytrap monster. Yeah, he's dope. Oh, you're in the second area. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I actually just hit the third area because. Uh. I, like I'll, I'll just like run around, look at everything first, and then be like, "Oh, okay, now I want to do the main story," and then do a few missions of the main story, and then go back to running around. And I'm in, I'm in the third area, which is a, a coastal uh, area, which is super cool so far. 
probably got the best shot of the uh, the uh, the game so far. Looking out at that coastline. Yeah. With those uh, with those GameCube graphics. So no, no. they're so ugly. <laughs> yeah, games are fun. I'm glad that uh, they actually had the time to check it out a bit. So. So, yeah. I don't know. Nothing else really to report from my end. Yeah, no, I um, I actually had real living people at my house today to play board games. Why would you do that? We had a we had another couple over and uh, actually hung out with real people and acted like we were uh, adults with a uh, social life. So this is fun. Sure. I'll take your word for it. Uh, I haven't hung out with an adult couple in quite a while. Uh, I will say my brother got engaged uh, this weekend and my mom called to tell me. And then she's like, yeah, I'm just waiting for the the, the announcement on Facebook. And then uh, the Facebook announcement came over and she's like, oh, I got to type like congrats and like all that stuff. So all I did was type first and got there first (laughs) to ruin my mom's sweet moment. That's hilarious. All right. Uh, well, why don't we get into our first segment, which is what's your swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. Stay away from the can. I have the uh, Snoop Dogg 19 Crimes Rosé. What do you have? Uh, I have water. I-, I fear that I've been drinking too much. Uh, recently, I, I feel like I've come home from or like stop working or come home from work every day and, you know, had a couple G and T's like so I'm like, eh, I should probably just scale back a little bit. I know it's not like yeah. great for the show, but uh, actually, <coughs> I don't think this show suffers in any way, shape or form if I don't drink. But uh, yeah, I'm just drinking water because I, I need it. I get you. Yeah, it's not something I really, really do too often. So. But work is stressful. And I'm really hoping to not get a dependency on de-stressing with a bottle of alcohol. <laughs> uh, I don't know how that would ever happen. All right. Uh, well, on that note, let's uh, get into some news. Oh, shit, it's mail time. Dan, we have no news. Uh, that's technically not true because uh, there is one piece of news that I forgot to type that uh is significant so as you know netflix had a big stock crash like they went from uh, i think trading from like 500 to like 360 in terms of market value so like they lot like we we talked about this last week uh but a head hedge funder person man uh bought one billion dollars worth of stock in netflix i can't remember his name or one billion i think i said one billion but uh, yeah, one billion dollars worth of stock in Netflix, making him a top twenty stockholder in Netflix, which uh, not great. I don't, I don't think that's a great thing. I don't think that's that's particularly good because it's a hedge funder, and we we know what they're like. So uh, also, Reed Hastings bought twenty million dollars worth of stock. So you know, what is that? Point two percent of what that guy bought. So they're betting on Netflix rebounding. I think it will rebound too. Uh, just you know, not up to a record high of seven seven hundred dollars per share anytime soon. Uh, 
It must be nice having unlimited buying power. I hear it's great. Yeah, uh, apparently Netflix closed at 387 on Friday. Uh, let me look at that from uh, over the week. Look at that over the month. All right, so yeah, it hit, it, fe- it 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 went from five hundred and ten dollars to all the way down at its lowest to three fifty three fifty six, which mm-hmm. uh, that is a precipitous drop. But uh, yes, if you're looking to get it on Netflix now, uh, it's a pretty decent time because the stock has not been this low in years. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into some trailers over in downstream. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! Alright. Uh, our first trailer is for Murderville. Solving crimes is hard. Improv comedy is harder. All six episodes Murderville starring Will Arnett stream February 3rd only on Netflix. Eccentric detective Terry Seattle teams up with clueless celebrity guest stars to investigate a series of murders uh, in this improvisational crime comedy. So it's improv comedy, which is pretty much like the lowest denominator. Yes. Uh, but like Will Arnett's the star. Uh, we got Ken Jeong. Um, who the fuck else showed up? Uh, Marshawn Lynch, Sharon Stone, Conan O'Brien, Kumail Nanjiani and Annie Murphy. Yeah, Sharon Stone's kind of a left field poll there, but Marshawn Lynch is the real left field poll. At least everyone else is an actor. He's a football player. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Maybe he's taking a improv class or something. I don't know. You know, like football players will go and learn like a two step in the offseason, kind of change up their game a bit. So, well, I mean, Peyton Manning just made an appearance on Saturday Night Live over the weekend. So I don't know. I, I, I would have been like, maybe Peyton Manning would be interesting in this show if it keeps going after the season, which uh, based on reaction to this trailer that I've seen online ain't happened, but. <laughs> I have hope. I don't like improv comedy normally, but maybe this will be funny. Have you seen? Uh, I don't expect the answer to this to be yes, because uh, I hope nobody's really seen it. But have you seen Eternals? Oh, no. Oh, uh, Camille Nanjiani got fucking shredded for that movie. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It's uh, it's amazing what you can do when you have a a personal trainer who like manages your body and choices for you and a studio funded personal trainer. Mm hmm. I mean, look at Chris Pratt. It's true. I still think the funniest thing ever is like when he did the first guardians movie, like when they started the next season of parks and rec, they're like, man, you Andy, you lost a lot of weight. What'd you do? And he's like, oh, I just quit drinking beer. And they're like, how much beer were you drinking? And he just goes, a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a pretty good. That was a very good joke. Had a joke in a way. So, yeah, uh, uh, we'll see, man. I hope it's good. I hope it, it happens. Speaking of we'll see. Uh, no, we won't. We know. We know the answer. Yeah. Uh, next trailer is for Tyler Perry's A Medea Homecoming. Medea prepares to welcome her family, who have all come into town to celebrate her great grandson's graduation from college, when some hidden secrets threaten to destroy the joyous family homecoming. Medea's back. Hallelujah! And she's not putting up with any nonsense as family drama erupts at her great grandson's college graduation celebration. Uh, this is coming to Netflix on February 25th. 
we're watching this. Uh, this is uh, our punishment for having a good run of five years at this existing. Yeah. Oh God, it's gonna be on the back of the Cuphead show. Ugh. Oh no. Uh, uh, well, here's the re- here's the, here's the real question. Here's the real question. Let's let's see. No, so I was looking to see if there are any other Medea movies on Netflix, and there are not. Because uh, currently, I have a scheduled for a uh, dick pic this week, and I was going to say, "Well, fuck that. We're watching a Medea movie to get in the mood." <laughs> But uh, thankfully, it's still just a dick pic. So whatever. Yeah, this looks like pure suffering. Honestly, what the, the hell do you mean to get in the mood? I don't know. To <laughs> nothing. Nothing gets me ready to fuck like watching Tyler Perry play a 75 year old woman. Ninety five. Oh, no. Yeah. Also, if you noticed, he uh, was playing Medea's husband. So, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. it's like a real fucking nutty professor situation going on here. Oh, my. Uh, next trailer is for Framed! Exclamation point, a Sicilian murder mystery. We can't tell you whether it's a crime comedy or a comedy crime. Uh, I hope it's not a comedy crime, because that would be a crime against comedy. Uh, but it's probably that. It's probably- but we... <laughs> But we know for sure that Framed, a Sicilian murder mystery uh, with Ficara and Picone, arrives January 27th only on Netflix. After two hapless TV technicians stumble upon a murder scene, every step they take to avoid becoming suspects lands them in deeper trouble. Uh, hijinks. This looks, uh, this looks dumb. This looks like a worse version of Murder Mystery starring Adam looks, Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. It looks bad. Yeah, this looks actively bad. Maybe it's also the language barrier, but also I I can just tell quality and this just ain't it, bud. Yeah. Boy, some real uh, fucking whiffers on the trailers this week, huh? Uh, Our last one is for Space Force Season 2. Not even gravity can keep them down. Space Force returns on February 18th. Under a new administration, General Naird and his dysfunctional but endearing crew have four months to prove that Space Force is worth keeping around. <laughs> How meta is this? Yeah. Yeah. This is the most meta fucking synopsis for a show of all time because they completely changed their writing staff and now have to prove that their show actually deserves to continue to be on Netflix. That's awesome. Yeah, it's real good. So I guess we'll all see you in Space Force 2, the search for more money. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, it it looks just as unfunny as the first season. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Th- th- those are my thoughts. Yeah. All right. Uh, that wraps it up. So uh, let's uh, do some quick hits. <laughs> Uh, I don't have anything special for this week, so I will kick it over to you, Dan. What did you watch? Uh, We finished Archive 81. This is that, you know, uh, true crime podcast 
turned into a show. Uh, it's actually surprisingly deep and, and dense for, you know, con- considering that it came from a podcast. Like there's a lot of stuff that just comes out of you. That's very interesting visually. Uh, features a cult. I'm giving a thumbs up with a smile, everybody. As anybody who listens to this show knows, if it's got a cult, it's got a pretty good shot of resonating with me. Uh, I will say, though, the the final three minutes of the show or of this season are actively terrible. The the, <laughs> the finale of this of this season is so fucking bad that it, it it makes me it made me mad. Like I I actually like stood up and just complained for about five minutes about how bad the the very finale of the show is. So uh, with that in mind, I do hope to see a season two. I don't know what they're going to do with it because except for one little plot thread, there's nothing to really do. So like, eh, I was really hoping it'd be like an anthology kind of thing where, you know, Oh, we have, we have this fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like it's this cult thing. And then we got like, I don't know. We got, we, we find Atlantis or some shit. I don't know. Like something weird. Shows changed bitches. Now it's a fucking narrative show. Man. And I'm like, goddamn Batman. It's true. But yeah, I I enjoy the show. Uh, I, I just wish it didn't do what it did in the last <laughs> three minutes. It's it's it, it's so dumb because it raises so many questions about how the fucking world works now. Because like they introduce dimensions and then they do what they do at the end. And it's like, what? Huh? So, oh, uh, I guess we'll have all of our answers to those questions whenever Archive 82 comes out. Yeah. So, yeah, but Archive 81, I do recommend it. Like, definitely check it out. But just keep your expectations in check for the very final moments. Uh, And then because apparently I want to watch a show like a new show every week or something like that. uh, We're watching All of Us Are Dead. We're three episodes in is a 12 episode hour-long format show uh, that is very much like Train to Busan, but set entirely in a school. So basically, uh, this high school science teacher who at one point a cop goes with this resume, you should be a college professor and researcher, uh, has apparently created a virus using uh, testosterone extracted from rats that caused people to become incredibly aggressive and you know, it they maneuver about just like the zombies do in Train to Busan. Uh, they actively reference Train to Busan at one point. For, for people who need preposterous amounts of testosterone. Preposterone. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Fucking power thirst. That's a callback to the good old days. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's. I hate to say it, but it's like Train to Busan in the school. It's less interesting because they're fucking kids. And kids like they're they're fucking like teenagers and teenagers are inherently less interesting than other people because teenagers never have their shit together. And then. So so like instead of seeing like, you know, a father daughter relationship, a man who is about to become a father, uh, you know, standing up for his wife, you, you get kids being like, hey, this kid's on fucking welfare. Let's all make fun of him. He smells like shit, doesn't he? And then, you know, uh wildest thing in the world happens uh a bunch of kids go the the thing starts with um 
four kids on a roof beating the shit out of another kid because of like, oh, you were trying to kill yourself. All right, well, we're just going to beat the fuck out of you then. And then the kid go di- like disappears and we find out like he's the the test case basically of the virus that, and that his dad like accidentally infected him with the virus. Like he didn't know that it was going to be a virus. He just thought he was going to make him, you know, stronger, more tough, you know, willing to do <laughs> shit, be more active. But uh, instead it turned his son into a fucking aggro zombie. That's in the Eat. first like 10 minutes, guys. I'm not spoiling anything, but yeah, I'm like three episodes deep right now. It's interesting. The the twelve episodes thing is is daunting, especially when they're hour long. So uh, I hope it's good. <laughs> uh, and that's it. That's all I got this week. All right. Uh, well, then why don't we cut into a quick break? And when we come back, we'll talk about our main topic for the week: Home Team, starring Kevin James as a sports boss. The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy Della Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, Casey Moore, The Nerd Revert, and Dan's Mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into our main review topic for the week. Home Team. Home Team is uh, a new movie on Netflix uh, from the Happy Madison Pictures. It's a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, the categories for it on IMDb are comedy and sport. Uh, the story about New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton coaching his son's sixth grade football team when Payton was suspended for the entire 2012 season as the result of his role in the Saints Bounty Gate scandal. Uh, stars Kevin James, Taylor Lautner, and Rab Schneider. Uh, this is rated PG and clocks in at a merciful hour and 35 minutes. Uh, Dan, what did you think of Sportman movie? Uh, it's bad. It's actively a bad movie. It, um, <laughs> I don't know. It does that Happy Madison shit where it's like, hey, we actually could have like a decent drama if we didn't have like these ridiculously stupid you know, Happy Madison, big comedy beats. And I'm like, oh, we haven't had a big Happy Madison dumb comedy beat for a while now. And then Super Logs existed. And yeah. I was like, well, the movie just completely is is over now. It doesn't matter what fucking happens. This this is a fucking train wreck. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's nice to see. Taylor Lautner not just actively sucking the moon out of the sky but like I don't know he doesn't really do anything good he's just kind of there yep my wife said that uh she actually didn't mind bordering on liked Rob Schneider in the movie so she will be uh being served her divorce papers on Monday as she should um (laughs) 
<laughs> Kevin James is. Um, yeah, it seems like there, there are times where he's trying to do a fucking voice and it's just not working or for some and reason. Then he does, and then he doesn't. Yeah. Every time we see Kevin James in something, I always say that, like, how worried I am about his health and stuff. But like in this, he looks like, you know, average looking person. So it looks like he slimmed down a bit. Yeah. He's he's not on that fucking Blart grind. Yeah, from uh, what what the fuck was that? Oh, uh, Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween was him looking the roughest I've ever seen. Uh, him. Yeah, well, that and um, fucking Sandy Wexler. He looked bad. Like he looked like he was on fucking death store. Yeah. But yeah, like he's he's OK. Uh, the story is. Fine. I don't know. Like, I remember watching this unfold in real time the whole bounty gate thing where uh, for those of you who are unaware, basically the saints defensive coordinator who I want to say was Greg Williams uh, was like, Hey, you go out there and hurt this star player for this opposing team. I'll give you like $15,000 or something like that. Oh, Jesus. And so uh, apparently Sean Payton was aware of this in some way, shape or form. I'm not sure. So yeah, he got suspended for, from coaching for an entire year. I believe Greg Williams also got suspended, but that's beside the point. So, yeah, uh, what he did during that time, I don't know. I'm not a Saints fan. Uh, I, I wasn't a Saints fan during this time. Uh, I think we were just I was a like pseudo Saints fan because like the story of them winning the Super Bowl after like the Hurricane Katrina shit was a good story. And I was like, oh, good for the Saints. You know, I'm real happy for that Drew Brees guy. You know, good for the city of New Orleans. But outside of that, like, I don't give a fuck about the Saints. Yeah. And now Sean, and now Sean Payton has retired from football again. Well, actually, not again, but he's retiring from coaching. Uh, he announced this maybe four days ago as a recording. Uh, so obviously he saw the final cut of this movie and just went. It's best if I just leave now. So no one ever asks me about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie kind of portrays him as the dad who went to get milk and just never came back and then like he had to come back and his kids like i don't know you i'm i'm 12 and like i don't know anything about you but now you coach my football team and like i don't know since he's his kid he's like the star player and shit i don't know yeah there's some real nepotism vibes in there like oh let's just keep scheming shit for my son to do yeah, I don't know. It's not it's not a great look, but that's just the kind of movie it is, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if if anything, like. I think they should have tunneled harder on the whole like him reconnecting with his family thing. But yeah, Wait, whatever you, you mean to tell me that we needed more jokes of Rob Schneider, we need or I'm sorry, we needed fewer jokes of Rob, Rob Schneider doing stupid shit and more of the actual story of the movie. What a concept. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been fine. I don't know. Uh, Rob Schneider has a man bun in this movie. He does. Uh, So I want to point out something. So uh, Rob Schneider's wife in the movie is played by Adam Sandler's wife, who uh, uh, her character is the ex-wife of uh, Kevin James as as Sean Payton. So does Adam Sandler just enjoy watching his friends be fake married to his wife or something? Is is that what's going on here? Uh, Are you saying that Adam Sandler is a cuck? He's a movie cuck. 
<laughs> he, he only lets his 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 friends fuck his wife in movies. Uh shit, that's funny. Uh, and, and the final thing I want to say about this movie is that Sean Payton makes his acting debut. Yes, Sean Payton, the actual coach himself, uh, shows up at the end of the movie as a fucking janitor. And he's like, we missed you, Sean. The team sucked without you as a way to fucking late himself on the door on his way out the door. So cool, cool, cool energy. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't really know much about the the bounty gate thing. I don't follow sports, but like. Just like uh story of the movie in broad strokes is like uh he can't be coach of team uh this time. So he has to, you know, be humbled and, and go back home to coach his kids football team. Uh after having been friends with uh all of the great Mannings like Eli and Peyton and Latoya and Tito. And uh so now he just has a bunch of misfit kids that he has to teach to do things and then like taylor lautner is the existing coach and like he kind of steps on his dick a lot but then like just starts letting him do stuff at a certain point and like doesn't really say sorry right Uh, i guess it's just like an understood apology in a way because he's like hey you know i'm just gonna let you coach the defense it's fine if we lose because no one gives a shit about competition yeah it's all about having fun yeah and like i don't know the big climax where he like learns what it's all about is like they've got the championship game in the bag but he's like no it's the last game of the season everybody gets to play uh so he puts the kid who is their field goal kicker uh, who cannot kick field goals good and gives them a shot at it. Uh, And then of course he misses and they lose, but that's fine. You know, it's not the kid's fault. Just doesn't have it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's okay. We, we want, er we want everyone to have fun and not to win the fucking championship, which is canonically, why I believe that Sean Payton has never won another Super Bowl is because <laughs> he learned from this to just have fun and never try to win. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I think also like the the other team coach knew that, like, you know, he beat him. So it's like, you know, he kind of just let him have it. Yeah, he didn't go for the touchdown. He went for the field goal, which would have tied the game up uh, and they missed. So. Yeah, uh, that coach played by Isaiah Mustafa, who everyone should know him as uh, the Old Spice guy. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's credited in the movie as Porcupine Coach. Yeah, Uh, he has the best lines. They actually make him funny. Because at one point he goes, why is my stepdaughter waving to that kid? And I just yeah. I laughed out. I actually laughed out loud at that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it's a pretty fucking funny. Weird little character Tur- moment. But OK, turns out that, uh, yeah, the kid they were. Trying to, you know, the kicker who did bad, they were trying to help him make a love connection. Uh, turns out the girl's his his stepdaughter. So, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. You know, I wish Isaiah Mustafa got to be in a better movie, but uh, I'm glad to see him doing stuff outside of Old Spice. All right, I have nothing else. I'm good. All right, what would you rate this? Low two. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll go. I don't know. Two and a half, I guess. It's weird for me to rate a sports movie higher than you, but like, I think my uh, experience was enhanced by the fact that I wasn't really paying close attention and was playing Pokemon Legends Arceus the whole time. I also was not paying close attention, but I still paid enough attention to be like, uh, this thing. So it's just, uh, it's just whatever. All right. Uh, and that'll bring us to a cautionary tale of Netflix. Welcome to Cautionary Tales of Netflix. We're Netflix and Swill. You know, one-star movies are terrible. They'll make you want to gouge your fucking eyes out. And that's what this show is all about. Warning people about the dangers of shitty movies. Uh, And this is for My Little Pony, A New Generation. (sighs) This is a PG film, an animation adventure comedy. It's a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. A whole star above home team. After the time of the main six, uh, I'll explain what the fuck that means in a second here. Sunny, a young earth pony, and her new unicorn friend Izzy explore the world and strive to restore harmony to Equestria. So I I looked up shit so that I could talk (laughs) about it. And I, I hate myself. So in like the last My Little Pony series... Uh, they called the main characters the main six because uh, there were six main characters. And also it's a play on the fact that horses have manes. Right. Uh, so this is about like the dark future timeline where like. All all the ponies have separated into distinct tribes and like magic is gone. And uh, everybody's just really sad. It's like. The Pegasuses can't fly and the unicorns can't do magic and the the regular ass ponies uh, have become militant uh, because uh, this is a movie uh, about a horrible war profiteer who holds a town hostage uh, and about the intrinsic racism of the military industrial complex. Well, uh, also there's there's the general apathy and racism from all the other areas. It's just about racism. This yeah. movie's entirely about racism. It's true, because um, like the Earth ponies, which is what they call regular ass horses, uh, they have like all manner of like unicorn traps and like anti aircraft weaponry to kill Pegasi, and uh, you know, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> right also it's a musical uh which makes yeah. it that much more painful see here's the thing i i actually kind of like this movie <laughs> and it's not bad it's not terrible it, it, like when when you boil it down like yes there are some fucking cringy ass moments because it is a kid's movie ultimately but still like the themes running through this are extremely dark like you have an an authoritarian uh, an authoritarian military industrial complex that rises up in order to exterminate the other races of ponies and then like you have just the casual racism thrown around like uh, if you look at the movie posters like there's a fucking unicorn as the terminator uh there's uh the jaws poster it, but it's horns there's dirty prancing which is a tremendous tremendous joke but like their horror movies seem to be uh, like the earth ponies horror movies seem to be around you know 
the Pegasi and the unicorns. And it's just like they're they're conditioning you, not just through like the words they're saying and the things they build, but also through their entertainment that these fucking races are despicable, horrible things. Also, they live in Maritime, which is spelled M-A-R-E. You know, yeah, like yeah. like the, like the kind of horse. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this movie is actually surprisingly deep for what it is, which is, you know, a fucking dumb movie about ponies that fly and shit. (laughs) This is something that I've never understood about uh, this franchise is like, how do they grasp things? Because like they all use their hooves as hands, but they're just like smacking stuff and then it sticks to it right i don't know man it doesn't make sense they don't have fingers but it is what it is so uh, i'll allow it let's look at imdb trivia oh no the movie was originally meant to have a worldwide theatrical release on september 24th 2021 with paramount pictures being its distributor However, during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and most of the movie theaters around the world remaining closed, the theatrical release was canceled and Netflix ultimately bought the rights to debut the movie onto their streaming platform. As of yet, Russia will be the only country to screen the movie in theaters. Well, isn't that ironic? The only place to be more ironic is if China did it. (laughs) Hmm. We we kind of can we can kind of talk about the cast too because you have Vanessa Hudgens, uh, James Marsden, uh, others who are in this like actual recognizable people. Ken Jeong is also in this movie. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, James Marsden, aka Cyclops from the X Men movies, AKA is in this. The policeman from fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was him. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting. Also, they have like, like a hand drawn style animated intro where it's like, I don't know, referring back to like the last series, I guess. But like they actually have, I guess, the cast from that, uh, you know, like do the voices for those characters as like they're right because it's like them playing with like toys or whatever of the different characters. Uh, but they actually got um, Tara Strong. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like, the original cast member for that. Uh, but uh, you probably also know her as uh, Timmy Turner from Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, I know her as many things. Uh, yeah, she is. She was the, uh, Bubbles the in the voice. Powerpuff Girls. She yep. was Batgirl in the Killing Joke. Yep. Batman movie. Very. She's uh, now Harley Quinn in the Batman games. Yeah. Because Arlene like, Sorkin retired. She's in like everything. Yeah, she's one of the most prolific voice actors of our time. Oh, that's right. She was Ben 10. Mm hmm. Man. Yeah, that woman fucking works, man. See, I don't know. This movie's not terrible. I, I'm I, I was actually shocked at how not terrible the movie was. I, I actually like stopped a few times to explain to Ashley what was going on. And it wasn't like I was explaining, being like, oh, yeah, now they're doing this dumb little thing. It was like I was going on and on about like the the fucking wild shit that was happening on my screen. Like, I can't believe this is a fucking children's movie. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
Well, I'm glad that I could expand your horizons a bit. Holy shit. Tara Strong was Tinkles in the episode yeah. of Rick and Morty where they all, had all the wacky characters, including Pencil Vester. Yeah, that, that that was I think that was the joke is that because well, I think you named something else that she was. Oh, like I think it's because like she was uh, uh, Twilight Sparkle in uh, My Little Pony. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think and I think Tinkles is kind of like a play on Twilight Sparkle. Yeah, kind of similar vibe. She lives in never pla- never past bedtime land. No, no kitchen sinkles. No little brothers. What a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this show's fucking stupid. So yeah, uh, I have nothing else to say. I was actually shocked that we didn't do like a war- like a history channel documentary style review of uh, My Little Pony: The Next Generation, but. You know, whatever. It happens. Yeah, I don't know. I got to uh tell my joke about how this movie's about the 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 racism inherent in the military industrial complex, and I was satisfied with that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh I I'm just frustrated, man, because I went in being like, this is gonna be a bag of ass, and then I walk out of him like, huh. Good for you, people. You huh. actually know how huh. to write a, it's, a movie. It's actually better than the sport movie. Oh, it's way better than the sport movie. All right. Well, what would you give it? Hmm. You're you're giving that devilish smile like you want to go three and a half on it. It's like a three. It is like a three. I agree with that. But it's like a high three. Like this, it actually could be like a three and a half. Like it's yeah, really close I wouldn't, to being. I wouldn't three hate half. calling this a three and a half. Honestly, but I, I, I think the problem with it ultimately is like. Yes, you have to have your shit in there for kids. So, like, you can't go full, like, oh, my God, the military industrial complex is fucking bad. You you have to actually, like, you know, oh, look, they're they're doing fun, cute things. Like, look at this dance number that and musical number that's going on here. And look at this, like, Mission Impossible style fucking chase we do. It's all cute, isn't it? It's like, eh, nah, some of this kind of stuff kind of sucks. But man, Tara Strong did the the voice of like the voice box of Ted in the Ted movies. Yeah. Like I said, man, she's fucking everywhere. She was Omi and Shaolin showdown. Sure was. What a prolific and profitable career. I know, right? And not only that, but she gets to do cons for the rest of her life too and make money that way. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I think, uh, this is like a weird thing that exists, but like, because Hasbro owns both properties, like there was a convention where they released My Little Pony magic cards. So like, I think they had her there to like hand out Twilight Sparkle Magic the Gathering cards to people. Now, now I want to own Twilight Sparkle. Twilight Sparkle. Oh, yep, Princess Twilight Sparkle. Uh, is a, it is a blue white <laughs> legendary creature Alicorn. <laughs> flying. which is uh which is a a unicorn pegasus hybrid yes uh flying all other alicorns horses pegasi ponies and unicorns you control get plus one plus one for wooberg so she's a wooberg commander uh y- if you control applejack fluttershy Pinkie pie rainbow dash and rarity <laughs> every pony wins the game <laughs> uh Man, they need to print the rest of them because they didn't like a few of those don't exist. 
But uh, I think at the con they made the Twilight Sparkle. Uh, I think they made Rarity and Rainbow Dash also exist as magic cards. I'm trying to try to find uh... the set. (laughs) The set that it's from is called Ponies the Galloping. Yep. I can buy this for forty six doll hairs. Yeah, I I saw it on. Oh no! uh, So they made. they made Twilight Sparkle Rarity and Nightmare Moon slash Princess Luna. Give me more Hasbro. Make me become the brony I was always <laughs> destined to be. Finish the cycle, you cowards. Would I be playing an entire fucking My Little Pony commander deck? Absolutely. Come on. What kind of question is that? <laughs> I kind of want to make a fucking. My Little Pony magic deck now, just to vex Bill. He'll be so confused. <laughs> uh, as long as it's nighttime, Nightmare Moon gets plus two, plus two, and has Menace. Pay six, transform Nightmare Moon. Any pony may activate this ability or help pay the cost. <laughs> when they do, they become your friend. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, this is so good. Oh <laughs> uh, man! Well, now we have to own this. Like this, this there's, there's no ands, ifs, or buts. We can get the show to buy it for us too. It's a business expense. I promise. Yeah, yeah it's true. It is true. Just print the fucking rest of the set, Wizards. What are you doing? Yeah. So now we just need them to print Applejack, Fluttershy, Pinkie Pie, and Rainbow Dash. Every pony wins the game. Every pony wins the game. (laughs) Friendship isn't always easy, but there's no doubt it's worth fighting for. Oh, so stupid. Rarity, legendary creature unicorn, one blue white. Rare mythic spells you cast cost one less each to cast. Oh, that's actually really strong. <laughs> pay, pay one and tap it. Reveal a My Little Pony toy you own. Until end of turn, another target creature gains protection from each color in that toy's coat, mane, and outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I simply cannot let crimes against fabulosity go uncorrected. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, my. It feels like we're done. Uh, I think we are. So uh, next week on the show, uh, we will be watching and bear with me as I read this incredibly long title. Uh, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. And a dick pic. So uh, I don't remember who's fucking turned this for a dick pic. I'm very I'm quite sure that it's yours. All right. Well, then uh, bear with me as I go to randomwordgenerator.com, Which is the only place to. Oh. Well, uh, it says uh, so the random word I have is helmet. So I'm really hoping it's either space balls or uh, Lord of the Rings, the two towers. Because Helm's deep. Uh, no, because Aragorn kicks the helmet at the beginning and breaks his foot. Yeah, that's true. In real life. All right. Uh, because every other time, it, it, it's just every time we fucking do this now. Uh, I, I have a Bollywood movie 
called Ludo. It's two and a half hours. Pass. So Helmet brings me to Intrusion, starring Frida Pinto, Logan Marshall Green, and Robert John Burke. Uh, after a deadly home invasion at a couple's new dream home, uh, the, the traumatized wife searches for answers and learns the real danger is just beginning. This is a thriller. It's an hour and 34 minutes. I don't know how some of these things lead us to where we end up, but that's fine. I don't, I don't either. Well, I mean, I, I could pick a, an hour and 55 minute Bollywood movie. <laughs> I could pick a, a, a two hour and 12 minute Bollywood movie. I could pick a, ooh, there's an hour and 38 minute Bollywood movie. <laughs> nah, intrusion's fine. We'll do intrusion. All right. Well, you can find the show at Netflixandswill.com if you want to stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. Uh, check out our Patreon page, which is linked up from our website. Also, check out all of our places you can find the podcast, which are also li- li- uh, linked on the website. Uh, the website's great. It, it, it contains the links, so we don't have to send Link to eat all the floors in Hyrule. Uh, we've made that reference to recently. I'm sorry. Uh, we don't have to send Ganon to eat <laughs> your face. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Great, I'll go grab my rope. My rupees might lamp oil. <laughs> there is no time. Your face is enough. Uh, <laughs> I wish they still did, like, YouTube edits of fucking shitty cartoons. I know it'd be great, but uh, unfortunately, DMCA is still a fucking thing. So everyone's yeah. just like, eh, we're too scared now. Oh, well. That's it. Thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter. Which is how Sean Payton felt after losing the super, I mean, the big game. The big game. Oh, no, not the big game. I will say uh, really quick before we get out of here that I, I was very happy that they got Bill Cower to be. Uh, in this movie, even if it was just for 30 seconds. Oh, I didn't even see him. Yeah, uh, he was a uh, former Pittsburgh Steelers coach. Uh, he had the chin where he just stuck out his chin and looked mad the yeah. whole time. He had cower uh, power. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Now you're bringing up the fucking Steelers fight song that would play on the radio, like right before the fucking Steelers game. Steelers. Cower power. Get the Pit job done. Get for going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> what a fucking dumb song. We ha- uh, I hate that song so much. Uh, fucking Pittsburgh, man. <laughs> We're a mess. Uh, All right, that's everything. Uh, until next week, this is Caleb saying, we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. 
The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swole family.